Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Darby Seaman. Darby is the Chief Product Officer from Unbounce. Welcome to the podcast, Darby. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Glad to be here. It's great to have you on. I mean, I'm particularly interested. I had a look at LinkedIn and seen you, you've had like this amazing career where you've you know, worked for the Yellow Pages in Canada. You've been an investor advisor. I mean, can you just give us a bit of a background about your career and how you've got to the point of working with Unbounce? Yeah, I'll give you a very quick two-minute overview. You know, I'll, I, won't, I won't give my exact age to the users. They can probably figure it out of your podcast uh, listeners. But when I graduated high school, I had a, a vision and a dream to become a computer programmer. And I realized there was a difference between a good one and a great one, and I would never be a great one. But I was always fascinated uh, in the 90s with the intersection of business and technology and really had a deep passion for where the internet was actually going to go. So typical, you know, story, I drop out of school, start a company, hire my friends who are great programmers. We built our first company in the mid-90s, sold that. Then I built a second agency in uh, Calgary, Alberta, uh, which we sold to Yellow Pages Group. And then I joined YPG to help them with their digital transformation as we were moving from a print-focused company to a digital-focused company. Um, And so that was a really interesting journey around, uh, you know, how do you take a hundred year old organization and rethink the business model? And so you're opting to transform the entire company literally in order to become a digitally focused company after a hundred years of of print. So it was a really, really amazing journey. Um, Then from there, I went to uh, Royal Bank of Canada, which is the largest bank in Canada, one of the top uh, banks globally as part of their ventures group to build out one of their largest ventures called Ampli, which is a cashback application. Um, And that was really designed to, you know, connect merchants and consumers within the Canadian market uh, and reward them for purchases with those particular merchants. And then earlier this year, I joined Unbounce as their chief product officer after speaking with Felicia, who's their CEO, understanding the vision of where the organization is going. And it's, you know, another one of those great, I think it'd be great transformational stories as Unbounce evolves uh, its business and continues to evolve its business. And then, as you mentioned, I do some investing and advising. Technology has been really good for me. And I parlayed that into now helping uh, some of the startup founders on not necessarily what to do, but maybe some of the things that I've learned in my career on what not to do uh, as a way to uh, to accelerate uh, their businesses as well. So, you know, just I just have a really deep passion for technology the intersection with business and how, you know, businesses can use tools to continue to grow and expand. Um, It's kind of always been my mission uh, over the last 30 years is, uh, you know, how do we help marketers get better at what they do? That's kind of been the theme across my entire career. That's awesome. And I I think, you know, a lot of people know Unbounce as being a product that's designed to help marketers in a very specific situation, which is to get people onto a landing page and get them to convert. But can you just give us a bit of a view as, as to all the things Unbounce does? Because I think you do a bit more now. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, Unbounce is really one of those kind of iconic Canadian brands started about 13 years ago, for the most part, really invented the landing page space. And it started with a group of founders that really looked at the market and said, you know, people are spending money on digital advertising. They're driving traffic to their web page. 
but the web page may not actually be the best conversion engine. And so henceforth, you know, the creation of a landing page to say, let's really direct your traffic to a page that's focused on conversion. And that did really, really well for Unbounce. So we created, I would think, the category. And obviously what happens when you create great categories um, and categories that work, lots of players come into the marketplace. The shift, you know, where Unbounce is today and landing pages is still a very important part of our puzzle because you need to be able to create content. But we talk about conversion intelligence. And so when I talk about conversion intelligence, what problem are we really trying to solve? We know that the internet's more and more crowded. We know there's lots of builder tools that are out there. Competition continues to increase. Ad costs continue to increase. And we started to look at the assets that we built as a company and realize we have a lot of data and a lot of understanding about what actually converts. And so we started to think about how do we leverage this data? And it's non-PII data, but how do we leverage this data to start to build intelligence tools that actually can augment what a marketer is doing using AI and ML. So we started with smart traffic and what that means. Typically a marketer before would create an A variant and a B variant. They'd throw some dollars at A, throw some dollars at B. Then they would do the analysis and figure out which one works and then decide how they're gonna go from there. Smart traffic was our first foyer into conversion intelligence, which is really letting the machine do the optimization so you can create those pages and the machine does the optimization and we see great results on that particular side. We've also acquired a company called snazzy.ai, which is now called Smart Copy, which is how do we use AI to you know, help get the initial set of copy that a, that a user might be looking for. So as opposed to the blank page and I got to write something out, let me throw in a couple of keywords and the machine can come back and say, here's a starting point and then the user can edit from there. And then a big area of investment right now is our Smart Builder, which is our second version of our landing page product. Our first one is called Classic, which is the one that we built 13 years ago. The new builder is really how do we give eyes to the machine so we know on the page what the content is, where it's actually positioned, so we can actually do further optimization as opposed to just traffic. We can actually start to optimize the content on the page based on all of the things that we know about that in order to increase conversion. So the mission of Unbounce to build tools to help marketers get better conversion still exists. What we're really thinking about now is how do we leverage the billions of visitors that we've seen and the billions of conversions we've seen and productize those products to really help marketers accelerate what they're doing in terms of conversion, because it's all about ROI for the marketer. Wow, I mean, there's there's a lot there. I'm interested because uh, you know you talk about billions of of page uh, visits, which actually I think is one of the challenges of a lot of people in B two B is a lot of the data sets we have are quite small. Yes. Um, do you think that's something that you know a, a company like Unbounce can bring is this view over a very high level of traffic rather than the small numbers that you know of, of hundreds or thousands that you might see in B two B? That's exactly the mission that we're on at this point is we have all of the companies, large, small, different segments and what have you, building landing pages across our ecosystem gives us a really interesting view of seeing globally what actually works. 
Uh, and again, we do that in a non-PII way. In other ways, you know, merchants can and partners can connect their data, but we don't do anything with that particular data because that actually belongs to the uh, to the merchant. So we're just looking at the conversion data. And so, yeah, we think that's a really competitive advantage when you can start to take the insights, the learnings, and the recommendations at a much higher global view with the billion data points that we have. It starts to become meaningful you know, provide those insights back to the marketer and then the marketer can decide how to action on those. And so you're absolutely right. We think that the creation of a page is still very, very important. We think that the competitive advantage that Unbounce is really starting to lean into is we've got a great set of data that if we use it in an intelligent, smart way, we know can help accelerate and help produce a better return on investment for our marketers. I mean, that, that, that's amazing. And this is probably a bit of a cheeky question, but th there's lots of products, particularly market automation platforms that have landing page functionality within them, but nobody's really either offering the, the same user experience in terms of building that landing page or this uh, route to actually providing um, insight from data to help you enhance it. I mean, why do you think these other companies are so far behind? I think there's a couple of things. One, we all know that, you know, in the AI and ML space, um, it's an emerging space and there's still lots of toolkits that are being built and you've got to fight for talent in order to get really, really smart people that understand this. And that's only one side of the equation. I think the second side of the equation is, you know, to do AI and ML really, really well, as you mentioned earlier, you need to have a large data set. And so starting from ground up, it's really, really difficult to do that. Um, Unbounce, you know, because of the length of time that we've been in business and what we've seen over the past decade has really given us that ability to have those insights. So, you know, we built a great builder years ago. Um, now, you know, we have a really great pool of data and the new products that we're building both have the focus of how do we make it simple for the marketer to build but then more importantly, how do we make sure that we've got all the semantic labeling in place to give the machine eyes on the page so we can really understand the text copy, the tone, the image, the call to action, and start to look at all of those factors that play in to helping a marketer convert. And so I think that's probably one of the big reasons why it's, it's difficult to become really strong in the AIML space is because you've got to have that large data set and unbounce is in a privileged position because we do have a large data set that we can build off of. I, I mean, the, this talk of data is amazing. I think we'll come back to it in a minute, but you mentioned something about simplicity, making it easy to build landing pages. So, you know, I'd really like to start there because fundamentally a lot of what people are doing in marketing is having to build landing pages how do you make it simpler and what can people do themselves to make that process maybe a little bit less difficult? Yeah, so there's a couple of things there, and I'll just speak a little bit from an unbounced perspective and then just maybe more generally some tips uh, marketers. Our original builder, we call it classic, but let's call it the original builder, was just, you know, your standard perfect pixel, perfect, I could come in and build what exactly what I needed to do. Our new builder, Smart Builder, does have some restrictions. It is more template-based. It's more container-based to drop and drag. And we've done that specifically to make sure that the machine has eyes on the page. So it kind of knows where everything is. 
in order to actually do the optimization on the back end. If a marketer starts to play with our smart builder product, we start off by simply asking some questions. What is it you're attempting to do? What is the, the, the tone? Here's some templates. Just to give that kickstart for the marketer to get going, even to the point of copy assistant, which is, hey, just tell us about your business. And if you want to add more content, you can. And then our AI will actually go and give you the starting point of text. So we find it's easier for somebody to edit something that's already there, maybe as opposed to having to create it. So those are some of the simplicity tools we're trying to do on the front end, make it more templated, make it more walkthrough, templated, but still with the flexibility to give the marketer that ability to, you know, put their own brand and what have you. And we're going to expand that. We're going to do stuff like, you know, dropping your URL and we can use your URL and actually detect all of that information and just help you streamline the creation. Then that's when, once we've got it up and built, then that's when we can really kick in with our conversion intelligence side. So we do think about the building side. How do we make things simpler? And in some cases using our tools. So we could say to a merchant, you know, you're putting in that headline, that's great. But if you actually shrink the headline, it's actually gonna be a little bit better based on our data because we know certain headlines produce better size than others as an example. So those are a few of the things that we're tackling for, for simplicity. I think generally for anybody that's building a landing page to drive traffic to, I think it really does come down to synthesize the core pieces of information for your audience, make the call to action extremely clear, and give them a really good, compelling reason why they want to go forward from there. Um, because clearly the fact that they're on your landing page, they've expressed some sort of interest. What we're attempting to do with Smart Builder is, you know, I talked earlier about A testing an A variant and a B variant. We actually see a world in the future where there is no variance, where if a marketer is comfortable with the intelligence that we have in place, I can build my page once, I have the guardrails in place, but let the machine optimize the headline and say, oh, for Mike, who's coming in here, not Mike specifically, but for this user that's coming in mm -hmm. here, this is a better headline to present to that user than say this user and provide all of that to the marketer. So really the machine starts to become the, let's just optimize the, how to get that conversion. But the marketer still has to determine the story. They still have to determine the simplicity of the story and they still have to be very, very clear on what that call to action is. And then we can kind of take over from there. So, so that's really interesting. So you're, you're thinking about, you know, a world where, I mean, to give a simple example, perhaps someone who came came into the landing page through Google Ads might see a different headline to someone who clicked through from the company's website. Yes, exactly, exactly. When we think of optimization, there's traffic optimization, content optimization, placement, and then image optimization. All of those play factors in mm -hmm. conversion. And, and I think we're all looking forward to that world where we can pretty much kick the machine off and, and let it run. I mean, presumably, whilst you're getting close, we're not quite there yet. So if I'm building a landing page today, what are the tips or the guides you can give me to help me build a landing page that's going to convert at a, at a decent rate? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of very high level things that we've learned over the years. And these are just general for any landing page that you would, uh, you would see out in the marketplace. First of all, make sure that the landing page message aligns with your marketing message. 
so if I see that ad on Google or I see that ad on Instagram or TikTok or wherever it's going to be, um, there has to be some continuity with what drove my initial interest than what I see on the page. And I would say in, in a lot of cases, marketers do a good job of that. But I think we've all seen those cases where you mm-hmm. click on an ad and is this the same company? It just, just doesn't make sense. So be very clear that your landing page copy and your ad copy are in line. I think the second, um, which we know for sure, is the call to action, because at this point we know a user has interest, bring that above the fold. That's a really, really important thing, especially for, for users that might say that, you know, some will require more information, so they're going to want to go deeper. Some will want to have, hey, I just want to actually start to action. So bring your call to action uh, on top. The third thing we say is, you know, keep it authentic. Um, keep it authentic to your brand, keep it authentic to your tone. I, I don't think landing pages are there to replace anything that your marketing department's already doing, but just be consistent with, you know, your brand colors, your imagery, your tone, so that you've got that continuity uh, and your landing page is not that thing that just sits out here. It's actually part of the overall story. Its job, though, is to convert, but I think its secondary job is also to make sure there's continuity from a marketing message. A few other things, you know, keep it fast, make sure whatever you're doing, if you're driving stuff to a landing page, it's got to load quick. It's got to be really, really fast. Latency is going to be a thing that's going to kill you. So whatever service you're using, make sure that they've got speed top of mind in terms of delivery of your content, because that's really critical. Design for different devices. You know, we're in a world of desktop and tablets and mobile. And so just be very mindful as you're building a landing page how is it going to render on all three of those? Because, you know, users today, we don't get to tell users anymore how they want to interact with us. They're going to choose. And so we've just got to meet them uh, in the right area. And then last and, and most importantly is, you know, test and iterate, do A-B testing, do multivariant testing, or come to Unbounce and use Smart Builder and we'll do that all for you. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, you know, you got to continue to test your landing pages. What works today may not work tomorrow. And so you do have to continue to iterate uh, on top of it. And then maybe the last one is keep the call to actions probably to one. I think, you know, some of the worst landing pages are the ones where you're trying to do too many things. And that's going to be really confusing to the user. Um, You know, lead them down that journey, get crystal clear on the one action you're happening. Maybe there's a second but be really, really crystal clear on what you're attempting them to do and try to remove any of the other clutter. Um, and that's why we think landing pages are still an important piece of the marketer's toolkit um, as opposed to your website, because your website is is likely designed to do something else than maybe what your landing page is. I definitely, I agree. I mean, I think people who aren't building dedicated landing pages are missing out because you can achieve a much better conversion rate if that's what you're designing for. That's um, exactly it. You know, and, and I guess my, my, my next question has got to be, so how do I know if I've got a good conversion rate? What what would be a good conversion rate for a landing page? That is a absolutely great question. And your the answer is it's it varies. <laughs> and it depends. There's always a caveat to that. Um, but this is by far one of the most common questions that we get from our customers. Is the rate that I'm seeing a good conversion rate or not a good conversion rate? And you know, as we said, we call it it, it depends. Um, So one of the ways that we've tried to address this uh, a few years ago, again, we started to look at all of the data that we had over the past 10 years and said, could we create and do we have enough intelligence 
to start to give what would be good industry conversion benchmarks across different, different industries. So we produce a product called our Conversion Benchmark Report. It's available on Unbounds, uh, and it just talks about conversion rates that we've seen across different industries. So for example, you know, media and entertainment industry, on average, we'll see about an 8% conversion rate. Finance and insurance, you know, is going to be over six. SaaS is around three. And we have a report, though, that actually captures this across all industries. And we continue to produce that report annually, keep it refreshed, keep it update. And we use the data across our entire ecosystem to, you know, help marketers understand this is what we see as a benchmark. Obviously, we want you to beat the benchmark. and We continue to go from there. That sounds like an amazing resource, actually. So uh, I'll go take a look at that. I mean, I, I've certainly seen very variable conversion rates. I mean, from client to client, we'll have some clients in a sector where they'll achieve, you know, relatively low single digits. We'll have other clients who'll achieve 20% conversion rates um, around particular campaigns. And I, th- I think it's it's always hard to to give an exact number, but it's great to have industry benchmarks. At least it knows where you should be aiming. Yeah, 100%. And I would definitely encourage your listeners, go to the Unbounce website, look for our conversion benchmark report. There's great information in there. We have a lot of thought leadership information on our website. Um, you know, I would definitely encourage your your listeners to go check out some of that stuff because there could be some some really good information in there for them. Perfect. I, I do have one other question around Unbounce because I've noticed that you've got some other features like pop-ups and sticky bars, which haven't always had the best reputation. So, I, I mean, when should marketers use features like pop-ups? Um, is, is there a rule or is there cases where you've seen it working well? The thing, the key there is you've got to be really, really cognizant of when you're going to disrupt the user and throw something in front of their face, especially when they land on the page. So I think you've got to be really clear around, you know, the why am I doing it? And then second, you know, you've really got to test it and make sure that it's there. And so some of the things that we see when you're looking at, I don't know, a new white paper as an example, and it could get buried on the page, there's that moment in time where a pop is a good reminder to go, oh, okay. The other thing too is depending on your ad copy, if you're looking at different long form stuff that's coming in and then you're going to the landing page, um, there could be a, hey, you know what, if you came in on a certain link, we see that that a user has a propensity to do this. That might be better to manifest it within a pop-up. But the key there is you've got to be really clear because most of us don't like pop-ups. I think done well, they can be really, really effective tools. But if it's just, you know, hey, we want to throw something out to just try to get as many emails as possible without really thinking through it, I think it's going to damage your brand more than it possibly would help. Yeah, I think we've all been to those sites that as soon as you scroll, you get a pop-up asking you to subscribe and then get yep. harassed wherever you go. Yeah, it's not it's not a good experience making yep. it work at the right time, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm interested. I mean, obviously, you know, although you're um, responsible for the product, you, you clearly are also um, involved in promoting Unbounce. So when you promote Unbounce, what works for you? What are the best marketing channels? Yeah, I think, you know, there's the standard marketing channels. Uh, We have an amazing marketing team at Unbounce that optimizes, you know, all of our spend across all of our different paid channels. Um, And like every other marketer, you know, we are a product-led growth organization. And so you just got to go out there and do some targeting. 
Word of mouth is incredibly big for us. Um, same thing with SEO, people doing a search for landing pages and the education of being a thought leader. Um, we do pride ourselves on trying to provide information back to the community on how to grow because we think, you know, what if the industry grows, then, you know, as they often say, tides will lift all boats. So we do really want to have that key leadership position as, as thought leaders. So word of mouth is, is very big for us. Then we do some other stuff. We have a really robust affiliate program. Uh, we work with our agency clients who definitely are number one fans, you know, on building on behalf of their customers. And going into 2023, we're really going to start to think about a partnership model, which is how do we start to look at our toolkit, both used within our environment and used outside of our environment to help marketers who might be using other tools or other workflows, but could use some of the aspects of our toolkit more of a, you know, an API licensing type model. Um, so, we, you know, we grow like a traditional B2B business would, paid marketing, word of mouth, thought leadership, affiliates, partnerships uh, as kind of, you know, the big, the big tracks. That's interesting. It sounds like, you know, although you're doing paid marketing to get conversions, a lot of what you're getting word of mouth and things like that, that's actually a very long-term marketing strategy. You know, that that's built on, I mean, fundamentally being the brand in the landing page space, I guess. Exactly. And and that really comes from the roots of the founders who, when they built, you know, Unbounds, really focused on the marketers, really focused on thought leadership, um, and really focused on, you know, how do we move the industry forward? And we want to continue doing that because it's been very effective for Unbounds and we're going to continue to do that forward. And and we know when we do that, it, it helps our competitors as well. And that's okay because, you know, it's the industry of landing pages that, as you said, um, you know, I think more marketers should be using landing page products to get better conversions. Yeah, no, it sounds great. It sounds like it's this overnight success that's actually been built over a huge number of years. It's It's awesome to see how you've built that momentum and that reputation. Yeah, and, and we, we think, you know, now we've got a new challenge ahead of us, which is um, not on just the creation side, uh, but now is the conversion side. And we are really investing all of our time and energy around how do we complement the marketer with AI and ML tools. So we don't believe in a world where the machine is going to replace the marketer. We think this is a connection of the marketers know how and their instincts and what have you complemented with strong AI and ML practices and the two go hand in hand because we can be right in a lot of cases. In other cases, there are those nuances, but we can learn on those nuances fairly quickly. So we really do believe in a world of how do we marry the two together to make one plus one equals three. It's not the machine is going to come in and just, you know, figure it all out. No, but the machine can really help the marketer get faster on acceleration and optimization than trying to do it on their own or trying to do analysis within an Excel spreadsheet as an example. <laughs> no, I, I think we've all used too many Excel spreadsheets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of the greatest tools though for, uh, for a marketer. Excel has uh, uh, continues to, uh, to be a good tool, I guess, in some aspects. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody, everybody uses it more than they'd like, but values it more than they'd admit as well. <laughs> so. It's true. Yeah, I agree. 
so so one of the things that, I mean obviously you know you, you've had a, a perhaps a more business focused career than a marketing career but you, you've always um, seemed to have been involved in in marketing in one aspect or another so what do you like about marketing what's drawn you back into the world of marketing so for 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 marketing why well, I've always been passionate about the space and I've been very passionate about the small business space and part of it comes from the roots of growing up I grew up in the standard middle class lower middle class family. Both my parents were entrepreneurs. And what I witnessed firsthand, and why I think it's really, really important to help marketers out was, you know, especially in the small business marketing area, these marketers are putting in money and they do need a return, but it's really tangible. This is going to be the return that's going to put food on the table for their kids or send them to university. And, you know, as we've seen in marketing, in a lot of cases, sometimes there can be a lot of misconceptions and people, you know, just trying to get people to sign on the dotted line. So I've always had this view of the small guy is at a disadvantage because they don't have the big data sets of the big companies. They don't have all the resourcing of the big companies and the risk profile of ROI not paying out actually has more of a meaningful impact. And so I've always looked at how do we level that playing field to give the small and medium-sized businesses the same leverage and the same access to the toolkits that the large guys get access to. And I'm not saying the large guys are doing anything wrong or bad. That's not it. I mean, we know how, how it works. But I think there's always been that underlying, you know, I, I saw what happened in my own family when marketing didn't work. Um, and the impact that I could have. And so that's where I've always been passionate on is how do we democratize this and make sure that everybody has equal footing to the toolkits and the leverage to be able to use it. And then, of course, you know, great run companies, whether they're small, medium or large, are, are just going to continue to go from there. So that's kind of the thing that's always driven me and why I've always been appealed to marketing. I like this notion of done right. The consumer wins because they get to buy something from a business the business wins because they've acquired a customer or they've retained the customer. Um, and it's just a good synergy when that magic happens where I pull up my credit card or my cash or my debit or whatever, and I buy that thing and it's delightful. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a great experience to see that happen because it's both sides that are going to win. I, I love that concept of leveling the playing field. It's almost like what what we hope the internet would be like at the start where it's all down to quality of product or quality of company or, or quality of marketer. But as it turned out, the big companies got big tools and, and uh, lots of data. Now you're coming in and, and leveling that playing field. I think that's an awesome concept. Yeah, we, we think it's, it's going to be beneficial for all stakeholders in the ecosystem, both the consumer and the merchant and some merchants who are B2B, it doesn't matter if your consumer happens to be a business, but it benefits all sides of the ecosystem and anything we can do to help that out, we think is a, is a good thing. That's awesome. I, I'm interested if, if, you know, you were talking to a young person who was thinking of marketing as a career, would you recommend it? I would. Um, I think, I think marketing has been around almost since the beginning of commerce. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It is an industry that evolves, changes, you're never going to get bored. It's constantly in an evolution mode. So I think if you're looking for something incredibly challenging, it's there. 
but also marketing is starting to become very technical as well, um, you know, and all the data points that are behind it. And there's so many segments of marketing. I mean, whether you want to go into being a tactical numbers-driven marketer or a brand marketer, um, but really, you know, both of those interconnected together, great brand, great storytelling, great mission, great vision combined with really tactical marketing plans. There's just a synergy that can really happen there. So I think marketing is an interesting field because there's so many directions that a young person can go that could really align with their passion, whether they're more creative or whether they're more, you know, numbers focused or whether they're more technically inclined. Marketing as a category can fulfill the dreams of a lot of different individuals based on what they want to do. So I think it's an exciting career. And we know marketing is not going to go anywhere. There's always going to be businesses that are going to need to market to get more consumers and businesses buying their product. I, I think that's great advice. And the the range of options you're absolutely right is is bigger than it's ever been. That's awesome. One of the things I, I'm interested to know from you, Darby, is um, you know, have you ever been given any great advice for marketing? What's the the best thing that you've been told? Yeah, that is a that is a great uh, that is a great question. Probably the biggest piece of advice that I've found, uh, or 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 one thing that I've kind of learned on, is lots of experiments. Some are going to work. Some are not going to work. You almost can't do anything wrong because it's all a learning step and a learning journey. And so I've had some some great bosses in the past that say, you know, don't take everything so seriously in the context of, uh, you know, now we're not going to go out and spend $10 million without having some validation, but if you're going to spend a thousand dollars to figure something out, you know, let's, let's make that happen. But really try a lot of different things. What may have not worked a year ago could work today. So in some ways you just almost need to unlearn the stuff that you've learned in the past and then apply it going forward because things will always and constantly change. So I think marketers need to always challenge their assumptions, keep moving forward, fail really, really quickly. We live in a great environment now where you can, doesn't cost you a lot of money to get some initial sense. Are we going in the right direction? And if you are, you throw a little more at it. Then when you've got the real confidence, you throw the big, the big money behind it and you go, but test fast. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to fail. Because even the failures, depending on how you define them, are probably not failures. They're actually good learnings um, that you can just apply somewhere else. And don't take it too seriously. Like it's serious, but don't take it too serious. We're not, you know, marketers. We're not doctors. Patients aren't going to die on the operating table if we do something wrong. Um, you know, it's just going to be degrees of 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 right. That's <laughs> what I would call it. All right, that's awesome advice. I, I love that. I, I'm, I'm mindful of time. I mean, you've been very generous with your time today. Is there anything else you feel we should have covered? No, I think we covered a lot. I mean, I, I would say, you know, to all of your listeners, for the ones that use landing pages, if they, if they haven't experienced our Spark Builder product, test it out. We got a 14-day trial, doesn't cost you anything, test it out. We think there's some really interesting stuff there. And then for all the other marketers that may not be using landing pages, whether they think Unbounce is the right product or whether the, the other companies out there that do it, give some thought to how you might want to, you know, test these things. Because done right, landing pages can really extend your marketing dollars. And they're not a replacement. They really are just an extension of what you're doing. And if you've never used them, 
you know, I would try to find the time to at least give it a proof case to say, will it work for us or will it not work for us? What we see in most cases, it will work. I think our competitors would probably say the same thing. So that would be my advice to marketers. That actually sounds like good advice. Just go try it, whatever it is, and see if it works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, thank you very much for your time again, Darby. If people have any questions or, or would like to follow up anything you've said, is there a way they can contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can easily find me on LinkedIn. If you do a search for Darby Seaton, you'll easily find all the locations on the internet that you can you can uh, tackle me. Um, you know, or feel free to just drop me an email. Uh, my email is darby at unbounce.com. Uh, really easy happy to hear from uh, from marketers and uh, have your listeners uh, reach out would love to learn more about what they're up to thank you so much for that it's very kind of you to share your your email as well i i mean this has been a great conversation i hope everyone listening will you know take away the idea that they should go out and they should uh, try different things and try and improve their landing pages um and obviously hopefully uh, some of them if not all of them will visit unbounce to do that that's, you know, we, we're, ready to, we're ready to take them on as clients if, uh, if they're willing to give us a shot. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Darby. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.